You're listening to Star Wars The Saga Continues. Your hosts, Kyle Avery and Tim Jirasi, are scouring the Holonet for news and bringing you all of the latest updates on the future of the Star Wars universe. And the future is bright indeed, so we invite you to join us on this exciting journey as the saga continues. Always in motion is the future. This is just the beginning. You'll find out full of surprises. It's not over yet. No. There is another. Hey there, Star Wars fans. You're listening to Star Wars The Saga Continues, your podcast for all the latest news and rumors on Star Wars Episode 7, The Force Awakens, and uh, Episodes 8 and 9, and the spin-off films, and all the other fun, exciting projects coming up in the Star Wars universe. As always, I'm your host, Kyle. I've got my co-host, Tim, with me for our 50th episode, and this is going to be a good one. How's it going, Tim? Oh, I'm sorry, Kyle. I'm just, I was still speechless. From the, what I just saw today, <laughs> from what we're about to talk about, man, this is going to be awesome. Man. Ever since we started this podcast, I mean, the ultimate goal is to when we see the actual episode seven movie. But this is a big step towards the hype and the excitement for it. The first teaser trailer for it, man, I'm excited. This is going to be fun. Yeah, yeah, it's been a, a fun day and a long night last night. Um, yeah, I, I don't know how many of our listeners out there were in on the, uh, the Thanksgiving night madness where, uh, you know, we knew that the teaser trailer was going to go up on Friday on, on iTunes trailers. And we were thinking maybe it was going to be up at midnight. And, uh, so everybody was staying up and tweeting about it and using the hashtag up all night to watch star Wars and, uh, all kinds of fun stuff. And then we were all let down when midnight <laughs> went by and then one o'clock went by and still no trailer. And then we started hearing reports that it would be out at uh, what, like 7.15 in the morning Pacific time. Um, and so, yeah, some of us, like me, went to bed because we had to get up and go to work in the morning. Some people, like Tim, just stayed up all night and kept clicking the refresh button. <laughs> um, but then this morning, we finally got the first uh, our, our first look at Star Wars Episode Seven, and oh man, how cool was that? Jeez, man! Like, it was, like I said, I was in shock afterwards. I was speechless. I was like, man, I just can't believe what I just saw right now. <laughs> I was just blown away about it by it, and just kind of taken back of that. And seeing a new, not only a new Star Wars movie, but a movie that takes place after Return of the Jedi, where anything can happen. All that stuff we were talking about in previous episodes about anything goes now with this where we don't know what to expect. And while we did hear rumor reports, we saw some leaked images, seeing it actually in motion was such an amazing experience. I can't tell you how cool it is. I mean, it took me back again to 1998 when I saw the first episode one trailer, just entering a new era of Star Wars. It was just so cool. And yeah, so much to talk about with it. It's only 88 seconds, but yet so much to discuss because there's so many cool things in there. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, You know what? I'm sure for those of you listening, you've probably watched the trailer over and over again, just like we have. Um, Maybe some of you haven't seen it yet. Maybe, uh, you know, some of you have only watched it like once or twice. So let's just go ahead and play the audio from it real quick, just as a quick little refresher. Um, And then we'll just go ahead and break it down shot by shot and talk about, uh, you know, what we saw and what got us excited and everything. But, uh, yeah, here's the, the audio from that.
has been an awakening. Have you felt it? Yeah, so there we have it, Tim. Um, man, just just listening to that, and uh, you know, every time I watch it, because I've watched it probably like a dozen times by now, but just gets me excited every single time, and uh, oh, just so much cool stuff in here. I mean, obviously, eighty-eight seconds is not that long of a teaser, um, but I think for a lot of people, myself included, I mean, I've I've said this time and again on this podcast that I wasn't expecting to get any footage from the movie this year. Um, and then when they announced that there would be a, a small teaser trailer, I was like, okay, well, it's probably just going to be some landscape shots, some, some shots of characters, um, and that's about it, which was kind of what it was, but I was not expecting to see uh, this cool-looking, you know, war movie-type shot of a whole bunch of stormtroopers about to, you know, looks like they're about to charge out into a battle or something. Um, and then the the shots of the X-Wing streaking across the water – Oh my gosh, that was easily my favorite shot the first time I watched it. Um, definitely was not expecting that. And just hearing the sound of those engines again and seeing them like yeah. skimming across the water with those tails kicking up behind them, like, oh, that was so cool. Um, and then, of course, the, uh, one thing that everybody's talking about a whole lot is that cross, the, the, the lightsaber with the cross blade hilt guard thing, whatever you want to call it. Um, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, before before I kind of go and just recap everything, we can uh, kind of start back at the beginning. But anything kind of jump out at you the first time you watched it is just like one of your favorite shots or something? Yeah, it's hard for me not to go with uh, that shot of the Stormtroopers. Like I said before, everyone who listens to the show knows how much I'm a big fan of the designs of the Troopers, Clone Troopers, Stormtroopers. I'm looking forward to those new designs. And we saw those some leaked images of what those helmets could look like. And now with we're seeing those helmets that we saw before in motion in this video, and it looks super cool. I was hoping we get either the Crown Trooper or at least some shots of Star Trooper, so I was happy with what we got. We have that cool shot of their helmets there, all lined up, ready for battle, like you said. But then we get a shot of them, like, readying their blasters. And their blasters even look uh, more advanced. Their scopes on it look pretty, like, even bigger. So hopefully it'll help them aim better. <laughs> <laughs> but then again, that stood out to me, and... but. It's hard not to discuss that final shot of the Falcon, man. Just how it was shot, how it was filmed, man. It looked amazing. And just like one of those scenes that, if you haven't seen the trailer in theaters, 
yet it's going to look awesome when you actually either see the trailer in theaters or you're actually seeing the movie. It's probably going to be an amazing sequence to see. So those probably are the two that stood out to me the most. But really the whole thing, there's just a lot of cool stuff and there are not a dull moment to say. Yeah, definitely. Did you actually go still see it in a theater today or did you just watch it online a bunch of times? No, yeah, I just watched it online a bunch of times. <laughs> but it oh, was still... Okay. I didn't feel like I was missing out or anything. Sure, it was probably a better experience in the theater, but I didn't say like, uh, well, it was good, but I'm sure in the theater would just be a better experience. I just had a great time just watching it online, on my computer, on my phone. It was I immersed myself in it, and, uh, even though it's not on a big screen. I, it totally drew me in, so I didn't have that issue. Oh, yeah, same here. I mean, I, I haven't seen it on a big screen yet, and like I said on our last episode, I was planning to drive up to Phoenix tomorrow and watch it, but uh, probably not going to do that now, seeing as how I've already seen it a whole bunch of times. But once it starts playing in front of other movies in you know other theaters across the country, I absolutely cannot wait to see uh, the whole trailer on the big screen. But yeah, especially that last Falcon shot. Um, but yeah, I mean, this was kind of a surprise because we talked about this on our last episode. And I, I said, uh, yeah, I'm sure it'll be online at some point, but probably not till Monday or something after they've had this limited engagement thing for the weekend. And then, uh, the day after we recorded, they were like, no, it's going up on Friday, you know, with the, the theater launch and everything. And I was like, well, that's kind of surprising because if you're going to show it to everybody anyways, then why only show it in 30 theaters and why not just Mm -hmm. start showing it at every theater this weekend? Um, but at the same time I was like, heck, I'm going to watch it. Um, so yeah, I, I did. And then I watched it again and again, and I got to watch it on my Apple TV this morning before I left for work. So that wasn't on quite as big of a screen as a movie theater, obviously, but getting to watch it on the 40 the something inch TV, that was pretty awesome. Um, but yeah, I mean, so this thing starts off with this, uh, you know, the, the desert landscape and, we, we've heard a lot of speculation about this desert planet that's going to be in the movie. And, uh, you know, obviously from, from some of the leaked concept art and set photos and things like that, we kind of assumed it was Tatooine, but then we heard some reports saying, um, Oh, it might be a, a different desert planet and not necessarily Tatooine after seeing the footage on screen though, like as it's going to look in the film, that is absolutely Tatooine. Um, yeah, because you know, it, it's one thing to see set photos, but then when you see how it actually looks on you know on on screen on camera it's like yeah that looks exactly how it looks in all the other movies yeah totally i had the same feeling like how could it not be tattooing i mean again we talked about it before if you're going to create a new planet and it looks exactly the same as the previous one that we know and that's the main planet of star wars why would you change it and just have it be that way unless there's some story reason and plot that we don't know about but yeah i i think it looks like tattooing too and it's a shot that i kind of expected a trailer to begin because that's almost like um it was the second shot i believe of the episode one trailer where we got that shot of tatooine and we see uh the queen's ship but this one is just the landscape and what was cool i liked about this which set it apart was you see the landscape of tatooine then you hear the voiceover obviously that there is an awakening can you feel it it's like oh man who is that like what's what's gonna happen next and i was expecting for the scene to fade out go to black and then transition into the next scene but no, it doesn't fade out. We get John Boyega in the Stormtrooper gear. Just his head popped up. Just looking very nervous. Like, okay, what's going on? Where am I? What happened? And just sweating and just like looking around the surroundings. And just like, okay, what, what am I going to do type of thing? And it was just a cool way to begin. I was not expecting that. So just to have him 
pop up from that scene and not transition out kind of took me by surprise. And when I was seeing that, um, to be honest, when I first watched it the very first time, I was like, man, this feels totally different <laughs> than norm- that's anything from Star Wars I've seen before. It just had a different feel and quality to it, which it took me back a little bit. Not in a bad way, just that, man, this is really different. It just doesn't feel like the normal Star Wars I'm used to, but it looked really cool. But yeah, I just loved how it begins with the desert landscape, the voiceover, and then John Boyega popping up from the screen and not transitioning to some other sequence. I thought it was a great way to start it off. Yeah, and then, of course, you get that really loud blast of music um, accompanying that as soon, yes. as, he, as soon as he pops up, which still kind of makes me jump sometimes when I watch it because even though <laughs> I know it's coming, like just that slow pan across the desert, I'll get sort of caught up either listening to the voiceover or just kind of staring at the background and seeing, you know, okay, what's, you know, what's Tatooine look like and looking at the sand dunes and stuff. And then it's like, boom. And then, you know, it's like, Oh, whoa, there he is. Okay. Um, and then, uh, but yeah, so, I mean, we, we do get a little bit more of a glimpse of what the stormtrooper armor looks like from this shot. Um, and like you said, it definitely looks like he's, you know, sweating and, uh, and kind of freaking out a little bit. Um, I'm guessing maybe if, some of the rumors are true that we've heard that, uh, you know, maybe the movie starts out with his ship crashing on Tatooine or something like that, that maybe this is him waking up after the crash. Um, and that, you know, there, there could be a wrecked TIE fighter just off screen that we don't see in this particular shot, but that was kind of my interpretation or my guess as to what's going on in the scene here. Yeah. The only thing that probably would have made this opening sequence cooler is if, if right when he pops up, he has a stormtrooper helmet on and then he just takes it off real quick. So we get to see that quick shot of the helmet, like one quick frame and then he takes it off and then we reveal that it's John Boyega. That would have been really cool, but it was still a great opening. And again, it's one of those things where I have to say, I know there's people who want to stay away from rumors and don't want to know anything until they actually see the movie. And I respect that. But for me, I get a lot of joy out of reading certain reports and uh, rumor mills, speculation stuff, and uh, inside scoops from people who have different sources. And we've heard before that John Boyega was going to be a stormtrooper. I have to say I got pretty excited when he popped up, when he was in full stormtrooper gear, kind of verifying the rumors that we've heard previously. I just love that stuff. And we've got quite a few of that in this trailer. So for me, that adds a lot to my excitement when we've been reading about stuff for so long, and then you see it brought to life on screen and it gets confirmed. I love that type of feeling that I get when I see it. So I know it's not for everyone, but for me, that adds a lot to it. Yeah. And I mean, I kind of have mixed feelings about that because you're right. There are quite a few shots in this trailer that confirm things that we'd either heard rumors of, or we'd heard descriptions of concept art and that sort of thing. Um, and so it's cool to see like, Oh yeah. Hey, John boy, is a stormtrooper. But at the same time, I was kind of hoping that there'd be, some surprises in here that there would maybe be a couple of things that would be like, Oh, the rumor said this, but it looks like this is going to be completely different and none of us saw it coming. Um, and I wouldn't really say I was disappointed with the trailer in that aspect, but it almost makes me sort of, you know, slightly worried that, uh, you know, from this point on when we hear rumors and stuff, especially when it pertains to any sort of big spoilers or anything, um, sometimes, you know, early on in production, if we hear like a major spoiler rumor or something, you know, it's easy to kind of brush it off as like, oh, well, you know, the movie's still a long way away and that's just a rumor and we don't know for sure. So, you know, I, like I didn't, I probably didn't just get the movie spoiled for me because I doubt that's actually going to happen that way. But then seeing so many of the, the rumors and stuff that we heard you know, seeing that they're pretty accurate, I'm like, oh, well, maybe I should stay away from spoilers now because now if I hear another big spoiler rumor, you know, that might be true too. Yeah. 
like I said, you have mixed feelings on it, and I could definitely understand that. But yeah, there's something about it for me where it just I just love seeing it brought. So it's almost like you're reading a novel, and then you read so much information about, it, and then you see the adaptation of the movie, and you've seen certain things brought to life. It's so cool to see it like that. Maybe not to that level, but to me, it's kind of similar. And if regards to some of the other rumors we've heard, then the, I'm kind of all for it because the stuff that got confirmed here, and I loved a lot of the reports we've been hearing about certain things, in particular <laughs> the last few things we've heard about Luke. So if these things are adding up, and that means the other stuff will too, uh, I'm going to be one happy fan because I've been pretty happy with what I've been hearing about it. So, yeah, that's one aspect of the trailer where kind of confirmed a lot of rumors was as we were watching it, which was, for me, pretty cool. So I wonder how... Uh, the reaction with that from other fans is going to be it was like kind of disappointing that ah that is true or some who were following any rumors and are seeing the stuff for the first time their reactions about it. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I did see. I mean, obviously, there've been a lot of people uh, reacting to this and commenting on different websites and on social media and stuff. And I have to say, the the vast majority of the feedback that I've seen has been positive. Um, but one of the few complaints I've seen from people has been um, that. You know, we we basically knew a lot of this stuff ahead of time. Um, And, of course, there are a lot of people out there who don't pay any attention to the spoilers and the rumors and all that kind of stuff or don't follow it nearly as closely as we do. Um, And so, you know, I'm I'm sure for the majority of people seeing this trailer for the first time today, a lot of it was a surprise. But for some of us who do follow uh, some of these rumors and stuff, um, you know, I I did see some responses from some people who were like, yeah, but, you know, we we already heard about this. We saw the Stormtrooper helmets. We knew John Boyega was going to be a Stormtrooper. We knew Daisy Ridley was going to be, you know, hauling junk speeders and all that kind of stuff. And so they sounded kind of disappointed that um, there wasn't really anything new in there that hadn't already been reported on. But it's like, well, if you want to be surprised by a teaser trailer that's not showing a whole lot, then stay away from spoilers because it's a, you know, there's a good chance that you will have already read something that's going to be in the trailer. Exactly, um, yeah. And it could be a thing where, too, maybe they didn't like some of those rumors and they're hoping stuff would be different and then it wasn't, that it kind of took a little bit away from them. I don't know, but it's funny about the Stormtroopers, John Boyega being a Stormtrooper about that. On Twitter, it causes a lot of uh, fan confusions about clones and stormtroopers. Where the point, the official Star Wars Twitter account had to mention that no clones have been phased out since the Clone Wars, and stormtroopers have been enlisting ever since then. A lot of people didn't know that. They were saying, "Well, why is he need a clone?" I thought it was explained in Episode Two that all the stormtroopers were clones now. So <laughs> I wonder if uh, Lucasfilm is actually going to have to do a little more to, I will tell a new story that kind of explains that. Maybe it'll be in Rebels or something where they say how the clones are all phased out now and it's mainly it's all just enlisted Imperial Stormtroopers now. I thought that was kind of interesting where not people who aren't diehard fans don't know that Stormtroopers are not clones. Yeah, and I saw that same thing too. I mean, I, I saw a few comments and stuff that were like, you know, why is John Boyega wearing a Stormtrooper outfit? All the Stormtroopers are clones and he doesn't look like a clone, so he's obviously not a Stormtrooper. And I'm like... Yeah. Uh, check your facts there, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> I've heard that too. Like, certain theories of that he stole the armor, kind of like what Han and Luke did in the New Hope. And but, uh, I'm all for the reports we've heard here before that he is a stormtrooper on the run. I think that just makes for a better story, too, if that's the case, which I'm pretty sure it is. 
Yeah, and I mean, that sounds like a pretty cool story, you know, uh, having a defected Imperial Stormtrooper become one of the main heroes of the story. But if he is, I don't know, a rebel spy or a Jedi or something who was just on an undercover mission as an Imperial, that could be cool too. Mm -hmm. But I'm not going to suddenly jump to those conclusions because I'm like, oh, he's not a clone, so he can't be a Stormtrooper, so something else must be going on here. It's like, uh, no... I'm pretty sure that clones who were, you know, bred for battle and had all that, uh, you know, genetic modification and special training and everything, they wouldn't get beaten by teddy bears and they wouldn't <laughs> go walking into doors on the Death Star. <laughs> I don't know. Django Fett did bump his head on Slave One in Episode Two when he was making his escape from the fight with Obi Wan. <laughs> yeah, well, to be fair, that was a pretty tiny doorway. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I mean, he ducked and he still hit it, but the guy in A New Hope didn't even try to duck. He just. <laughs> <laughs> straight into it. Uh, but it does make me sad, though, that all the clones are probably dead right now in the time of episode seven. So yeah, unless there were any that like had a genetic defect or something and didn't age twice as fast like they were supposed to. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully that happened to Rex. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, Boba Fett could still be alive. Yeah, he definitely should be. Because he didn't grow twice as fast. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, you know, moving on from that first shot, then... Uh, I think then is the, the next shot is when we hear the little, uh, I don't know what you want to call him, but a lot of people are calling him the soccer ball droid. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we get uh, this little round droid uh, rolling through what looks like, you know, maybe a junk market or something on Tatooine. And again, this is one of those shots where just looking at the, the color of the sand and the color of the sky and the sort of the buildings and the vehicles and junk and stuff in the background, I was like, yeah, that is definitely Tatooine. Um, and an interesting design for a little droid here too. Definitely looks like um, another, you know, one of their practical effects that they're using. Because um, just the way this thing was sort of bouncing along on the the rough terrain and its head was kind of bobbing up and down, I'm like, that definitely looks like some kind of remote control, uh, you know, puppet or something. Or if it's CGI, they did a really good job of you know replicating the physics of it, and I'm sure they have a physical model somewhere that they're you know basing all the CGI off of. It wouldn't really surprise me either way what it is, a practical uh, effect that they're doing or CGI, because, you know, ILM can pull off great CGI where it could look that it's real. But uh, either way, it looks it looks great. I like the design of this little droid. <laughs> I'm looking forward to see what he's going to be called and just how he's going to interact, because I think the reports is that he's going to be uh, Daisy Ridley's character's uh, droid. And we've heard reports how it might uh, come in contact with some stormtroopers and he has some interesting defense mechanisms that he's going to pull out. So it, it's definitely a unique design and a different one, but it's it's a fun design, I think, too. And I could just hear people, the characters he interacts with making jokes that they could just kick him or maybe a stormtrooper might actually kick him off, <laughs> off with like a soccer ball like we were joking about. But yeah, it's a cool design. I like it. Looking forward to seeing more of what this new joy is going to do. And this is in the shot, too. It looks like we're seeing... I mean, it could be anything, but to me, they look like pod race engines that we've seen in some of the Abu Dhabi set uh, images that got released a few months ago and some of the concept art stuff, too. So if they are pod racing, I think that'd be pretty cool knowing that it's either something that's still going on or it's a lost sport and it's sort of relics that people are collecting and is using for something else. But I thought it was pretty cool if they are end up being pod racer engines because that's definitely what they look like. Yeah, yeah, definitely some of those engines and vehicles and stuff in the background. I was like... It looks like somebody took Ben Quadanero's engines yep. and uh, and put them together to make a land speeder or something. Um, I guess not a cameo. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, that, you know, it's an interesting design for that little droid. Like you said, it kind of looks like a, I mean, it looks like a soccer ball. It's like a, yep. a round, white, 
body with like orange circles on it and then uh kind of almost like an r2d2 type dome but a little bit flatter that kind of sticks out of the top but then like the the body rolls along underneath it and the head stays up in the same position yeah um, not so, too far off from that concept art design i got leaked too yeah yeah that just got leaked like a day or two before the trailer came out and that's basically exactly what that droid looked like yeah <laughs> um and then i think from there it goes to a shot uh, like the first shot we see of daisy ridley's character um which I again her stormtroopers were after that one well i think i think there were two shots of her like we see a close-up of her face and then we see the stormtroopers and then we see her zipping off on her speeder no, I'm playing it right now with Star I Troopers. I think, or you're, uh, <laughs> okay, yeah, I was about to go pull it up and play it again. Yeah, Star Troopers are right after the droids. It's such a contrast from that image of, like, the fun droids just bouncing around on the desert, and then we get this really cool shot of the Stormtroopers. Like I said before, it's them. It looks like they're in a drop step ready for battle. We've never seen uh, Stormtroopers anyway like that in A New Hope and, or an Empire of Jedi, just, uh, and I can't wait. It's going to be awesome, and I'm hoping that, Whatever battle they're going to, they're going to do some damage and not just get wiped out and shot at and not shoot their target. Because <laughs> I want to see the Stormtroopers kind of show their stuff and hopefully got better since the 30 years since the Battle of Endor. So I'm really looking forward to see what the Stormtroopers are going to do. Again, love their new helmets. So cool to see um, that new design that we've seen other images of be actually in the movie now. And then their blasters, too. It's just like I said, I mentioned this in one of my favorite, when we're talking about our favorite shots, how the blasters look updated. They got a bigger scope, and it looks like there's some, each one is like a red light that's on there. I don't know what it's, like a power indicator or something that's going to make the weapon more advanced than what they're used to. I don't know, but I'm just looking forward to see the Stormtroopers in action. And I don't want to get my hopes up too high, but I'm just going to say it. I got high hopes for the Stormtroopers in this movie. I'm looking <laughs> for redemption from them in the original trilogy and so far at Star Wars Rebels. Yeah, man. Well, I mean... Just from that shot, they they definitely look like they mean business. Yes. <laughs> um, and this was one of those shots where you know, we've seen the the leaked images of those helmets before, but seeing them in action, um, so to speak. I mean, obviously, we didn't really see a whole lot of action there, but actually seeing them as part of the full costume and seeing uh, you know a dozen stormtroopers wearing the helmets as opposed to seeing a dozen helmets lying in a row on a table um definitely was like oh okay i can kind of get a little bit more of a feel of how this is going to fit in now and uh you know how the how the overall thing's going to look um and then like you said those blasters look really cool i mean they they look pretty close to the standard stormtrooper blasters that we've seen uh from the original trilogy except that instead of just being all black they're black and white um i guess still you know mostly black with with some white parts on there and then the scope is like a chrome color um, and then, yeah, like you said, it's got that, that light up, uh, display on the side, which I'm guessing is a power indicator because, um, I know I've seen something really similar to that before. And I want to say it was in the, the 2d animated Clone Wars micro series with the arc troopers. I think they had similar kind of like red or pink, like glowing lights on the sides of their weapons that, um, you know, sort of, it, it was like a display for, for how full your power cell was. Um, kind of thing. And so that basically, it looked like the, this, I think this looked like the same thing here where, um, it looks like they're about to go into battle and it looks like this particular trooper was like checking his, his power indicator on his blaster or something. And then you see this shot of, uh, you know, it's, it's like the cameras down on the floor, kind of looking past their, their feet and their legs as the, 
the door on this dropship opens and you don't really get a good look at the environment because it's just a few frames before it cuts away. But my first few times watching it, I mean, you can definitely tell there's like a storm going on outside and it's hard to see. And it looks like they're about to rush out into this harsh environment. And at first I thought it was like a rainstorm and, uh, you know, some wind and stuff that was just whipping around. But, um, then I went ahead and downloaded the, the trailer off of YouTube and I was watching it on QuickTime where you can actually go through like frame by frame, which you can't do on iTunes or on, on uh, YouTube. Um, and so when I was going through frame by frame, I was like, the, the more I watched it, the more I was like, you know, I'm pretty sure that's a sandstorm and not like a rainstorm. Um, so I'm thinking uh, this like juxtaposed with the shots of the, the soccer ball droid and then Daisy Ridley right after this, I think these guys are landing on Tatooine, um, maybe searching for John Boyega's character, maybe doing something else, but you know, maybe they're about to go, uh, you know, rough up some, some moisture farmers or something. Um, but then, I mean, you can also tell it's nighttime and, uh, just the, the whole scene outside looks really cool just for those brief few frames before it cuts away. But I'm like, man, you know, stormtroopers in new gear with new weapons about to rush out into the, into some harsh terrain. I mean, they could either just totally get wiped out because they're stormtroopers and that's what we've seen them do before. <laughs> but I don't know. I get the feeling that, uh, you know, we're, we're going to see, um, see the Imperials up the ante here, I guess. I was just thinking too, what if this actually might be the opening sequence of the movie where we see John Boyega and the battalion of stormtroopers go into battle and this is it. Like, the opening crawl goes, we pan down, we see a Star Destroyer or whatever their ship carrier is going to be, and then we see them land on whether it's going to be Tatooine or a new desert planet. We, they land on there, and then we see the sequence play out as what happens to John Boyega and how he gets, gets stranded on there, or uh, he gets in a TIE fighter sometime during the battle, gets shot down, and he's, he's stranded there. Or I don't know, I just have a feeling that, or not really a feeling, but just some speculation as far as maybe that beginning action sequence is going to be something involving John Boyega and a battalion of stormtroopers. I think that could be pretty cool if it plays out like that. Yeah, that would, that would be pretty cool. I think, I think my guess was probably that, um, the beginning scene might be just him and a TIE fighter. Um, you know, maybe getting chased by some other TIE fighters or maybe, you know, he's just out of fuel or his uh, sensors are scrambled or something like that. And he crashes on Tatooine. Um, and then, I'm thinking, you know, maybe within the first half hour or so of the movie, these stormtroopers come through looking for him. Um, but, you know, either way, it should be uh, definitely pretty cool to see how that plays out in the movie once it comes out, obviously. Um, but, yeah, I mean, these these stormtroopers look pretty cool here. And uh, I don't know. I think we, we've never really seen – well, we've seen a sandstorm on Tatooine before in The Phantom Menace when Qui-Gon and all them have to, like, go and take shelter. But – We've never really seen an action scene in a sandstorm yeah, before, you can so imagine that, yeah. yeah, that that should be pretty awesome. Yeah, hopefully that's where the new blasters will come in handy with those ghosts. <laughs> yeah, their targets. Yeah, uh, maybe one of the stormtroopers will be like, "Hey, I can actually see a thing in this helmet." Yeah, <laughs> they should do a like a callback line to like when Luke blasts a tie fire. The stormtrooper hits the target to say, "I got him! I got him!" <laughs> <laughs> uh, but either way, I can't wait to see him in action. That's uh, going to be great. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then, of course, we got uh, Daisy Ridley's character jumping on her speeder and, and speeding away. And I think, didn't we see this same speeder in uh, one of those concept art images? Yeah, I believe we did. Okay, yeah, because I thought it looked familiar. Um, and then, of course, her, her costume and everything, too, looks pretty similar to some of the descriptions we heard um, where she's got kind of just, you know, tan brown um 
you know, long sleeve shirt, pants that come down like past your knees and a scarf head wrap kind of thing with goggles. Um, and so, you know, definitely looks like she's sort of fitting the, the image of, um, the junker scavenger pilot type, uh, character that we've, that we've heard, um, you know, rumored a whole lot up to this point. Um, and of course I don't think that's what she's going to be throughout the whole movie. Uh, you know, probably going to go off and become a Jedi or something like that. But, uh, you know, pretty interesting to see what these, how these characters are starting off at the beginning of the movie here. And then, uh, you know, it'll be cool to see what journey they end up going on and where they end up by the end of it. Yeah. Another great introduction shot to one of the main characters of the movie. I thought, like you said, another thing that matched a lot of the descriptions we've heard before about her uh, just different costume designs. And this one, I know we've heard before how it kind of resembles what Padme wore on some of the Clone Wars episodes when they went to Ilum in the micro series. And also even the Clone Wars movie where she had like a, a piece that covered like not really a helmet or anything, but a headpiece that uh, went on her head and like, covered her uh, face a little bit too. Kind of reminded me a little bit of that. And But this one had some goggles on there too uh, that Daisy really had on hers. So, uh, But curious to see what's going on in this sequence where, again, she looks pretty nervous, <laughs> like kind of, I got to get out of here uh, type thing on her face. Where she's looked behind her and then she just starts the engine on her speeder real quick and just gets the heck out of there. I wonder if it's has to do where the rumored sequence where she finds John Boyega, maybe there's some Imperials on her tail or something, or I don't know, just the local natives of Tatooine <laughs> making their way towards her Tusken Raiders or something. I don't know, but it seems like she's getting out of there in a hurry. But again, like kind of like John Boyega, just another pretty cool introduction to a brand new Star Wars character who we're going to see in this movie. So again, another great shot from the trailer. There's hardly anything not to complain about or not like in all the sequences that were shown in this trailer. So yeah, another good one. Yeah, and again, I mean, obviously because this is such a brief trailer and there's not really any dialogue or anything except for the voiceover, you can't really piece together a whole lot of story details, but, I mean, maybe this is just me sort of analyzing it from a, a filmmaker's point of view, but um, when, I mean, you see John Boyega's character on Tatooine, you see the little soccer ball droid, then you see the stormtroopers coming, and then you see Daisy Ridley's character also on Tatooine on her speeder kind of, you know, heading off in a hurry, like you said, um, and, and you can see the, that gateway kind of thing off in the distance that we had seen in, in some of the concept art images yeah. and some of the set photos. Um, and I mean, because the, the landscape is so kind of scarcely populated, it's hard to tell if like, if that gate is the, the entrance to a, a little town or settlement or something, it's hard to tell if she's like heading into town or getting out of town. Um, but either way, you know, you can tell she's heading for the, the entrance or exit of the city, but I mean, just, just seeing her sort of looking like she's fleeing right after we see that shot of the stormtroopers. Again, I'm sort of just trying to piece together. I'm like, okay, so this seems like stuff's going on on Tatooine. The empire shows up and maybe it's going to be something similar to a new hope where, you know, Luke's home gets torched and his aunt and uncle get killed. Um, you know, so maybe someone close to Daisy really gets killed. Maybe her home gets destroyed, something like that. And she's, uh, you know, taken off and then these characters are going to, end up eventually end up you know meeting up together and, and leaving Tatooine and maybe fleeing the Empire or going to fight the Empire or whatever they're going to do. Yeah, and man, you mentioned her home or uh, a place where she lives. I just thought of it right now. This trailer could have, as great as it is, the sequence with Daisy Ridley, how much cooler would have been if we actually saw the actual footage of the concept art of, of the AT-AT home that she has. <laughs> oh man, that would have looked so awesome. I still can't wait to see that in motion or 
in, that's ever shown in the trailer just when it's in the movie because you know how much I love that concept art piece and if it was in here man it just would have made it awesome trailer even more awesome yeah I mean there are a lot of things that could have made this trailer more awesome because there's still True. a ton of stuff we don't know and we want to see yeah. all of it but um, yeah, yeah I mean that's that image so much. <laughs> yeah that's, that's still an interesting tantalizing little tidbit um, but then we go from there to my favorite shot of the trailer, unless I'm skipping anything, but I don't think so. Cause there's not a whole lot of stuff in here, but, um, then we see Oscar Isaac, uh, who there, there've been a lot of rumors surrounding his character, but we haven't really had anything, um, I guess anything real concrete. I mean, there've been a lot of rumors about John Boyega and Daisy Ridley's character, but those rumors have sort of gotten more and more focused as time has gone on to the point where before this trailer came out, we had a pretty good idea of what those characters' roles in the movies were going to be. We still didn't really know much about Oscar Isaac, except that there have been some rumors that maybe he's the new owner of the Millennium Falcon. Um, We heard a lot of rumors back when Harrison Ford got injured that maybe he was that they were going to write a much bigger part for him, um, that he would be the pilot of the Millennium Falcon instead of Han Solo or something like that. Um, But now we know he is, at least in some capacity, a rebel pilot. Um, I mean, for all we know, he could still maybe own the Millennium Falcon and maybe is just flying an X-Wing for this scene, or maybe he gives the Falcon back to Han at some point in the movie and then ends up flying an X-Wing. But either way, in this point, he clearly is... He's dressed in the Rebel pilot outfit with a really cool-looking new helmet um, and, you know, a slightly modified, uh, you know, still like the the orange and white jumpsuit uh, sitting in the cockpit. And then we immediately see a shot of three X-Wings just skimming over the surface of this lake with, um, you know, the sun kind of peeking behind the mountains and the lighting of it is really cool and the the look of these, uh, you know, the the ocean spray kicking up behind the X-Wings as they're flying right over the surface real low. And then just hearing the classic sound of those engines again. Oh my gosh, that was easily the highlight of the trailer for me the first time I watched it. Um, Although I have to say the more times I've watched it, I still love this shot, but um, I, I guess it doesn't quite have the same impact every time because I, you know, I know it's coming and I'm just like, yeah, there's that really cool shot again that I love. But every, I think every time I watch it, the last shot with the Falcon grows on me more and more. Um, but yeah, I mean, these X-Wings, man, look so cool. And of course, we, we get to see a little bit more of how these newly designed ones work. Um, and, and basically, like, like we kind of predicted from the designs before, um, it does look like these wings, like when, when they're folded down, it, it's just sort of one flat wing that splits down the top. And then uh, when they sort of lock S-foils in attack position... Um, the, the front half of the wing goes down, the back half goes up. Um, and yeah, I mean, just seeing these X-wings with the, you know, the wings in attack position and just skimming over the surface of this water. I'm like, I, I forget the name of, uh, of JJ's cinematographer for this movie, but I'm like, just give him the best cinematography Oscar right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you were saying how the Falcon, the, the, that shot, and usually most trailers, the final shot or what everyone calls the money shot, the shot that sells you on the movie in the particular trailer. But I think for a lot of fans, those, the sequence with the X-Wings coming across that lake, it's pretty darn awesome. I mean, especially for fans of the original trilogy who grew up on that, and that was their first experience in Star Wars. I mean, it's, it's hard not to get excited when you see that image of those three X-Wings. It just looks so darn cool. I mean, X-Wings have been my favorite ship's design, and just seeing them back now in their Star Wars movies is so cool. I just love how they look. And the first image that we got was Oscar Isaac. 
that was another shot in the trailer when I first saw it that kind of took me back a little bit saying, man, this looks different. It doesn't look like a normal shot we've seen before in an X-Wing cockpit. And it's the cockpit interior does look a little different. And it's probably because um, this, and of course you see out through his uh, uh, windows of the ship, you see the, the water spraying across them as they're flying over the lake. So that looked a little different, but it's just another one of those things that kind of took me by surprise. Like, wow, this looks different at Star Wars, but not the Star Wars that I'm used to seeing as far as when you're in an X-Wing cockpit. But it's, it still looks really cool. And the new X-Wing pilot design of the helmet that Oscar Isaac's wearing, um, I don't know if I like it as much as the original ones that they had. There's just something like, like maybe it's just because I'm going to have to get used to it. I've just been used to those old classic Rebel Alliance helmets designs from all three original trilogy movies. But uh, this one's a lot more smaller, not as big as the other helmets. And there's a part of it that kind of goes down more on their cheek that looks a little different. And you have like the microphone hanging off on the right side of it. So it's a little different, but not too drastic where you're saying, oh, what is this? This doesn't look like a, <laughs> the Rebel Alliance uh, pilot that we're used to seeing from the original trilogy. Which even if that was the case, it wouldn't be that bad because it's, again, 30 years after Return of the Jedi. So things are going to be different. But um, it's not nothing where I don't like it, just something that's maybe not quite as... Um, I'm not liking as much as the original Rebel Alliance pilot helmets, but maybe they'll grow on me. I don't know. But yeah, another great sequence in this trailer. I mean, the scene uh, that Rebel Alliance pilot, regardless of uh, the character who Oscar Isaac was playing, or if it wasn't Oscar Isaac, just a normal Rebel Alliance pilot in an X Wings. And it's hard not to get, <laughs> if you're any type of original, original trilogy fan, that to get excited with this sequence. It's just really cool. That X-Wing shot, man. It's going to make for some great wallpapers, <laughs> which <I'm, laughs> I believe you told me you had <laughs> created one for yourself, and I'm sure a lot of fans are going to do because it just looks so darn cool. Just the environment looks really cool. I can't wait to see more of this planet. And just the possibility of not having a space battle, but just uh, X-Wing going into battle over uh, this planet, not heading out into space. But that could be really cool to see just normally like, planet battles out in the atmosphere of the planet that they're on and just having some cool battle sequences and just new stuff we haven't seen before in a Star Wars movie. It's just, uh, just another thing to add that gets getting me excited to see the sequence. I can't wait. Yeah, I mean, I still want to see a space battle, but, I mean, seeing these things, you know, flying so low to the ground, I mean, that's another thing we haven't really seen before, aside yeah. from, like, when Luke crashes on Dagobah. But, you know, that that was less of an action sequence and more of a oh, crap, Swamp Planet, where I have nowhere to land my X-Wing without it sinking. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like you said, just so cool. I already have a, a wallpaper saved of those the, the shot of those three X-Wings skimming over um, and a, sh- a, 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 a wallpaper with a screenshot of the Millennium Falcon, too. Um, but, you know, I, I kind of disagree with what you were saying a little bit as far as the, the look and the feel of some of the shots and how they don't really necessarily feel like Star Wars because I kind of felt that same way about certain shots. I mean, there were some shots that I was like, oh man, this is totally Star Wars. And then there were some that I was like, okay, this feels a little bit different, but you know, I could get used to it, especially once we see the final film. Um, you know, it's like anything that doesn't really feel like Star Wars, it will feel like Star Wars eventually because it's going to be Star Wars. So yeah. we're just going to have to get used to it. But I, I feel like I just kind of felt that way about, uh, you know, some of the opposite shots that you did. Um, like pretty much all of the, all of the Tatooine shots and then the just like the close-up shot of Oscar Isaac in the X-Wing cockpit, all of that just made me think, wow, that's classic Star Wars right there. 
Um, and then the shots of the stormtroopers, um, that, that, I think that more than anything was the stuff that I was kind of like, okay, this feels a little bit new just in terms of sort of the, the lighting and the camera angles and stuff. It feels a little bit more, they said kind of more dark and gritty and a little bit more like a war movie than what we're used to seeing from Star Wars. And even, I mean, this, this almost seems like something you'd see in Clone Wars, maybe like in the Ambara episodes or something. Mm -hmm. Um, or I'm thinking even in the Clone Wars movie, I know there's a scene where, uh, you know, they're flying down to the planet Teth when they're they're going to scale that big cliff and you see Anakin and Ahsoka and Rex and all their um, all their troopers in a gunship and they're all getting ready. Um, it kind of reminded me of that and had that kind of feel to it. But, you know, it's a little shaky and it's, uh, you know, kind of some harsh lighting and it's like, okay, this has got kind of a, a more realistic, gritty feel to it than I'm used to. But it still looks cool. So, um, you know, I'm... Uh, I'm sure I'll warm up to that. But then with the X-Wing shot too, I was like, well, we've never really seen three X-Wings flying over the surface of a planet like that before. So that's kind of new, you know, we're used to just seeing them in space, but I, I wasn't really paying attention so much to the, you know, does it feel like star Wars? Because I was just like, this looks really freaking cool. Um, and then also, like I said, one of the things that really made that shot so cool for me was not just the visual of it, but just hearing that sound of the X-Wing engines. Yeah. Um, because even though the, the design looks a little bit different, the sound of the engines is almost exactly the same. And it's just like, oh, here come my, my favorite starfighters. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, that, that was another one that I was just like, yeah, I, I can definitely get down with this. Yeah, I don't know. There's just something about that shot of him in the cockpit that just—I don't know. It's supposed to be different because the ship's obviously a, a different type of X-wing. Even though it looks like the classic X-wing, there are going to be modifications to it. But just that quick shot of him in the cockpit just looked different than what we've seen before with like Luke and the rest of the Red Squadron and Rogue Squadron and the original trilogy movies. I don't know. There's just something about it that just seems different to me. Which again, it's not a bad thing. It just took me back. Like, whoa, this looks different than what I was expecting for a normal uh, shot of someone flying an X-Wing. But like you said, if we're again, it's not going to feel different once we see the movie and just by how much you and me are going to be seeing the trailer <laughs> over and over again, we're just going to get used to it by that. So just kind of the initial impression I got of that was when I first saw that shot. Yeah, and then we move on from there to probably the most hotly debated uh, shot of the, <laughs> um, you know, of the trailer as far as people's reactions and stuff. But and then we we hear the voiceover again, um, and and you know even though we've been talking about this for almost forty five minutes now, it's like this is just probably ten or twenty seconds after we heard that first line where he says uh, he says like something is awakened, can you feel it? And then he says the dark side and the light. And when he says the dark side, we see a, a snowy dark forest. We see a, a character in a dark robe, um, kind of a. a typical Sith looking outfit um, that we only see from behind, which I'm kind of disappointed by because I really wanted to see that Revan mask. I know, right? <laughs> but they're, they're kind of stumbling down this, this slope in the snow. And then they stop, pull out a lightsaber blade, ignite one blade, and then ignite two little smaller blades on the side, which we had seen in, you know, again, this is one of the things we had seen in concept art before. But I have to say this was probably... I guess this was my, I don't know exactly how to put this, but maybe my favorite shot in terms of that feeling that you were saying earlier about, um, you know, seeing things in concept art and then seeing them come to life on screen. Um, I mean, this 
this really changed my mind on how I felt about this because when we saw that design before in that leaked concept art image, I was like, okay, I really like the mask, but the lightsaber just looks dumb. Um, and I hope they keep the mask part of the design, but they do something different for the lightsaber. But then, I don't know, just seeing it in action on the screen. Um, and of course, we didn't really see it in action. There's not a lightsaber duel or anything. We just see him ignite the thing. But just the the way it ignited and the way it looked and moved on screen, I was like, whoa, that looks awesome. Um, because it's not like your typical sort of solid color lightsaber blade. I mean, this thing has, it, it almost does look like a, a flame almost. And we had heard, I think we'd heard some rumors at one point about a villain that maybe had a flaming sword or something. Um, that was on my wish list. <laughs> oh, was that, I mean, did we hear a rumor about that or were you just saying that's something you wanted to see? It was just in see? that concept art we've seen that has a, a battle going on in the force and one of the hero characters was fighting the villain. Uh, oh, right, right, right. Was, and like, yeah, you were saying it looked like it might be on fire or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, cause this definitely has, I mean, it's still a lightsaber in the sense that it's not fire, it's, it's laser energy, but, um, it has sort of an instability to it. Um, the, the edges are definitely not as sort of straight and defined as they have been on other lightsabers. The, the glow around the blade has a little bit of a, a flame look to it. And then the, uh, sort of the, the inside part, you can almost see a couple like lightning bolts arcing along it. Um, I mean, it, it reminds me of a couple different uh, lightsaber blades from like video games and stuff in the Force Unleashed and games like that, where you can collect different crystals. And um, I know in the Force Unleashed, there's, uh, you know, you have like your standard blue lightsaber, but then there's like an unstable blue lightsaber and a focused blue lightsaber and, you know, things where it's like the same color, but it adds different effects to the blade where sometimes it looks kind of like this, where there's a, a little bit more of a, a wavy or kind of crackling energy look kind of to it. I mean, it, it's hard to describe the look of this thing. You just have to, to see it for yourself um, as we have multiple times already. But, um, you know, just seeing the, the look of that main blade and then seeing the two little ones coming out on the side, and I know a lot of people have been saying like, oh, this is so impractical and it wouldn't guard your hands and you would just cut your own hand off with this thing if you're swinging it around and yada, yada, yada. But I don't know. To me, it has, um, I don't know, th this really striking look of, uh, I don't know, me. I'm guessing it's probably some kind of ancient Sith relic or something. Either that or it belongs to a, a really powerful character because um, – I mean, it seems like, because I, I do kind of agree that it does look a little bit impractical, but it kind of looks so cool that I don't really care. Um, and it seems like one of those kind of weapons that you use to make a statement um, that, you know, it's not even so much about its its battle functionality, but it's just like, I'm the new villain of this movie. Check out my sweet looking, you know, Revan type mask and my flaming lightsaber with these little extra blades on the hilt just because it looks cool and it looks evil and it looks unstable and just stay the heck away from me and don't mess with the bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Ah, boy, this image or this sequence of the trailer. I told you my first two favorites, but this is probably my third one. I love this shot. It's just so cool. Just the way it begins with this villain character, which I know there's been a lot of rumors about Adam Driver being the main villain and just talk how the way this person, his size, just from this trailer could be Adam Driver because he's pretty tall. But I just love the way he just walks onto this 
forests and the snow. I also know that I just love the environment. I think this is going to be a really cool planet and something new for Star Wars. Sure, we've seen Hoth with snow. Sure, we see the forest of Endor. But combining those two, it's going to be make for a really cool environment. And since he's igniting his lightsaber, pretty cool lightsaber fight is what I'm hoping for. Man, if he has a fight with Luke with that cool lightsaber that he has, man, <laughs> we're going to be in for something really special there. But, yeah, I just love how he just walks and then he ignites it. First, it's the single normal blade, but then the two on the side. I just, again, one of those times when I'm watching the trailer that took me back to 1998, seeing the episode one trailer. And that first time we see Darth Maul ignite his double-bladed lightsaber, and it is like, whoa, what? <laughs> yeah, this is something new and awesome that we haven't seen before. And this, that evoked the same emotions for me when I saw this, when he ignited the other two blades on his lightsaber. And yeah, I mean, I total agree with you, Kyle, where we talked about this before when we saw that lead concept art image and you and me, uh, we weren't buying it really. We we're kind of thinking, no, I'm not sure if this one's real. It seems too fan made because um, we think it looked too much like Rev in the, the mask. And then we thought that the way the lightsaber looked with the two extra blades just didn't look right. <laughs> but again, like you said, seeing it in motion. Yeah, yeah it looked pretty darn cool. <laughs> I can't wait to see it in action. And this, again, like you described it, it wasn't like the normal lightsaber we're used to seeing. Like I said, it has kind of that flame vibe to it, which I was hoping for. And I'm kind of hoping that <laughs> we get to see more of the, um, I don't want to say like more features like that, but just kind of have it affected in battle in a way that we haven't seen before. Because and I think it would be something unique and cool at the same time. So I can't wait to see this lightsaber and this fight sequence in action because I think it's going to be really cool. The setting, the mood, it's dark, there's snow, they're in the woods and uh, <laughs> just getting chills just thinking about it. This seems so cool. So I'm just glad they included one sequence here with the villain, even though we didn't see his his face in the front. But just to that, we just got a quick shot from from his behind and then we just the vibe I'm getting for this guy. Just, uh, <laughs> I just love it. It just seems so dark and like you said, this weapon looks like it could be an ancient Sith relic and we've heard rumors before that Adam Driver's character maybe someone who collects ancient Sith artifacts and this can be maybe one of his prized possessions that he has. <laughs> it's just a weapon that they haven't been around or seen for in a long, long time. So just so much possibilities that they can do with this from a story standpoint with this lightsaber, it seems. <laughs> so yeah, I love this sequence in the trailer. And then I, I don't want to move on from this without mentioning the narration that was given here, which I was really glad to hear because he just says, the dark side and the light side, which I was glad to hear because when we got the title announcement, we're speculating on what it could mean. And I always thought that the force awakens isn't just about the light side or the dark side. It's about both. And hearing that dialogue to me, it just kind of reaffirmed that, that we're going to be seeing some big new stuff with the force, both for the light side and dark side. And then I'm excited about the possibility. So not only seeing the images of this villain igniting his lightsaber, but hearing that narration, it just really sold me on it. It just sound, sounded and looked really cool. One of my favorite sequences from this trailer. I just love it. Oh, yeah. And I mean, I have to agree about the, the whole Force thing because um, especially sort of based on some of the rumors we've heard about Luke, sort of the, the running theory at this point is that he has become super powerful and uh, you know, sort of brought peace to the galaxy, but then become so powerful with the Force that he has sort of exiled himself to to avoid hurting anybody or avoid his power falling into the wrong hands or anything like that. And so 
Um, yeah, I mean, I, we, we speculated this, uh, speculated about this a lot when the title got announced, but yeah, I mean, it definitely seems like at this point that maybe, um, the force awakens, it's going to be a, a resurgence of the dark side. And then that's going to be sort of Luke's call to action. And that'll wake up the light side again. Um, or maybe, you know, m- maybe there'll be some sort of neutral force awakening thing, or maybe there'll be. Um, you know, a, a dark side event and a light side event separate from Luke. But um, I mean, regardless, it's going to be awesome to see. And uh, yeah, like you said, it's cool to hear that reference to both the light side and the dark side. Um, and and kind of hinting too that we might be seeing some stuff we haven't seen before, especially with this lightsaber. I mean, and just the, the look of it and stuff. I was like, this is not just a, a dark Jedi or... Um, you know, somebody else sort of usurping the, the mantle of Sith Lord, like this just the, the look of this thing and, and everything, you know, not just with the, the hilt and the, the handguard and everything, but the look of the, the flickering blade and all that um, just makes me go, man, this is, this is something new going on here. Not just a new lightsaber, but a new type of, of villain or new type of force user that we haven't seen before. So I can't wait to see what's going on here. Yeah. And I'm also wondering too, what makes it ignite his lightsaber right there? Because we see him walk down either from his ship and he's just entering this forest and he just stops and ignites the lightsaber. Does he sense Luke nearby or maybe Daisy Ridley or John Boyega's character? Or I don't know. I wonder why he's ignited because we don't see anyone in, in the frame here or in the background and maybe it'll be revealed later. But just, you can't help but wonder why he's igniting his lightsaber here because you assume it's for a battle, but it could be something mm-hmm. else. You never know. But man, I just... One of the sequences I'm really looking forward to seeing when the actual movie comes out because I have a feeling this, based on some of the concept art we've seen and some of the other rumors, that this might be the start of the climactic battle sequence for The Force Awakens. Because, again, we got that cool concept art where there's a battle in the forest and the snow and we got the falcon in the background that's surrounded by flames. So this this could be the start of something very cool and awesome battle sequence to end the movie. So, yeah, man, when I've... See see that sequence play it out. I'm just going to harken back to the time I first saw this shot in the trailer. That it probably started off probably one of the cooler sequences in the movie. At least I'm hoping because it has the potential to be. That's for darn sure. <laughs> yeah, and and once again, endless possibilities as to what could actually be going on here. Because mm-hmm. um, you know, like you said, he he could maybe be sensing Luke or some other Jedi nearby, and so he's you know just preparing for battle, even though he's not necessarily facing his opponent yet. Maybe he's running from somebody, um, and then, you know, he stops and ignites his lightsaber, and he's about to turn to face them, but, you know, whoever he's fighting is is just off screen. Maybe he's he's stumbling towards Luke or, uh, you know, one of the other main characters, and they, like, photoshopped him out of the scene because they didn't want to reveal yet, you know, what, what the big climactic fight's going to be. They did that um, with Padme in Revenge of the Sith before Anakin and Obi-Wan started their lightsaber fight. They removed her from her being on the ground. Oh, see, I don't even remember that, but that's smart because in, in Clone Wars and Rebels trailers, they definitely don't do that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think but, it was for the actually episode three game, like the cut scene before they actually start the level where they had the fight. They showed oh, the, cut scene okay. in the movie and they removed her from there. Well, that's pretty smart. Then again, I'm sure if they filmed the whole thing on a green screen, that wouldn't be that hard to do, anyways. Um, <laughs> yeah, probably. But yeah, I mean, definitely a really cool tease here. This is definitely like the biggest tease of the whole trailer because yeah. <laughs> we don't know who this villain is fighting. We don't know. 
who it is. We don't see their face. We don't see their mask, their helmet, nothing. Um, we just know that this is obviously the villain of the movie and that they've got a, a cool new lightsaber and then it cuts away before we get to see anything else. Um, and yeah, I mean, the, like you said, the voiceover is really cool too. I've heard a lot of people saying it sounds like Smaug from the Hobbit, which it kind of does. Um, and I was even wondering, like, did they get Benedict Cumberbatch just to voice the trailer, even though as far as we know, he's not going to be in the movie. Um, but then, I mean, I, I saw someone post on Twitter and I don't know if this is legit or not. Um, cause I haven't heard this for myself, but they said that someone at, uh, Lucasfilm or Disney or whatever had, had confirmed that it was Andy Serkis doing that voice in the trailer. Um, yeah, I've heard that too. And when I heard that, I was like, yeah, it could be Andy Serkis. It kind of reminded me a little bit of Caesar. Not exactly, but it had that feel to it. But I keep seeing confirmed it's Andy Serkis, but no one from Lucasfilm or anybody in the official realm has confirmed it. So like, I don't know how this is getting around as confirmed, but I don't think it has been officially announced that it is Andy Serkis. But yeah. it's definitely well, a possibility. Yeah, I mean, it hasn't been announced as far as like an official announcement from Lucasfilm, but... Um, I mean, as I learned last night from, uh, from waiting to see when the, the trailer was coming online and trying to get any tidbits I could possibly find from social media and stuff, you know, there are people who work at Lucasfilm and Disney who have their own personal Twitter accounts and Facebook and Instagram and whatever. And sometimes we'll, we'll drop little teases like that. So it could have been someone in the, the Lucasfilm or Disney PR department who, who tweeted something like that. And, uh, you know, but it didn't make it to the official, uh, account or something. Um, but then again, you know, it could just be speculation. It could have been, you know, it could be a case of he said, she said, and, you know, big long game of telephone and the last person goes, Oh, it was confirmed by so-and-so and and people just run with it. Um, but either way, I mean, it's, it's definitely an interesting possibility, especially because, all the rumors we've heard so far. And again, Andy Serkis is one of those actors that we haven't heard a whole lot of rumors about. And his character is still a a pretty big unknown, but uh, we've heard a lot of possibilities about some alien sidekick type characters. Um, And I definitely don't think that if he is the one doing this voice, it definitely doesn't sound like it's coming from an alien sidekick. Um, Unless the main Sith character has an alien sidekick who's like evil Yoda. Um, So, (laughs) It, you know, that should definitely be interesting. I mean, we've heard that uh, you know, Adam Driver might be the main villain of this movie and that the sort of larger villain sort of pulling the strings in the background could be some sort of ancient Sith Lord or something or, or ancient Force Spirit or, you know, of course, there have been rumors that it could be Emperor Palpatine back from the grave, which we, you know, keep no saying thanks. is ridiculous. But, <laughs> um, and, you know, I, I think to this point, a lot of us have speculated that, oh, maybe that's Max von Sydow because, of course, he's the oldest member of the cast and, you know, we could see him playing some sort of ancient Sith or ancient, uh, you know, Force entity or something like that. But, um, yeah, I think Andy Serkis as the main villain is, uh, something that I haven't really considered and haven't really heard a lot of other people, uh, speculating about. And of course, at this point, we still have very little to go on. We never actually see him in the trailer. We don't see any CGI characters who could be played by him unless, you know, they've got him like running around in a hamster wheel to do the CGI for that little droid. Um, but <laughs> imagine seeing that on the behind the scenes special. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I mean, so he could be doing a voice just for the trailer. He could be doing a character in the movie who, you know, is actually says these lines, or this could be the voice of a different actor. And, you know, people are just guessing that it's Andy Serkis, but, um, 
either way, yeah, like you said, it, it's a cool sounding voice. It's some some cool dialogue there, and uh, again, kind of a big tease, wondering like you know, this villain that we see stumbling through the snow, is that the one who's saying all these lines or is this a uh, different, uh, you know, sort of the Emperor Palpatine to this guy's Vader kind of thing. Um, but either way, uh, you know, definitely uh, some, some cool audio there and uh, just one more thing to get us intrigued, get us excited. And uh, of course he says, um, you know, something has awakened. Can you feel it? The dark side and the light. And as soon as he says, and the light, it just fades to black for a couple seconds. And then we get the, the money shot of the whole thing. The Millennium Falcon <laughs> soaring through the sky, doing a big flip barrel roll kind of thing, tumbling back down towards the, the sand dunes of Tatooine and, you know, just barely skimming the surface and <laughs> taking off just as two TIE fighters flying by shooting at it. Um, looks like something right out of star tours. I mean, every time I watch it, I can't help, but kind of like crane my neck as it's doing these flips and stuff. And I'm like moving as the ship is moving and I'm like, Oh, this looks so cool. Um, this was another one of those shots that just from the look of it, I mean, the, the Falcon is kind of leaving like a vapor trail behind it almost as it's flying through the sky. And, um, the, I guess the, the engines look sort of more clearly defined than we're used to seeing. Cause in the original trilogy, of course, when the Falcon's flying, you just see sort of a big blur of light behind it from where the engines are igniting. But here you can kind of, um, you know, see more clearly into the engine. It's not as sort of bright, I guess maybe they wanted to avoid lens flare or something, but, um, it, it was kind of one of those shots that made me think this looks a little bit different from what we're used to. And I don't know if it exactly looks like the star Wars that I'm used to, but looks really cool. And, you know, if this is how it's going to be, I can get used to this real fast because holy smokes, just the, the motion and the action and everything looked awesome. Man, what a way to end the trailer. <laughs> I mean, you can't ask for a more exciting way to close the trailer and at the same time, like bring back the nostalgia feel of classic Star Wars with the Falcon. Just like you said, the way it was shot, the way it's spinning and does that man, flip where it almost hits the desert that's another thing too first you just see it flying in the blue sky and you don't know exactly where it's at and then when you see the desert for me anyways i thought that was really cool it's like man seeing the falcon on tatooine doing some cool stuff which should be pretty awesome because all we saw was it taking off from Mos Eisley spaceport and stormtrooper shooting at it real quick but this looks really cool and seeing the falcon do all this stuff was awesome in itself but then adding the TIE Fighters into the battle just, <laughs> just added a little more, like, it was icing on the cake for me, really. Not only do you see the classic Millennium Falcon, but you see some TIE Fighters in battle with it. Man, I just can't wait to see this whole sequence, because just in this one shot in the trailer, how the camera follows the Falcon as it's doing its spin and flips, which is really cool. And this is a scene that was actually going to be filmed in IMAX and she's we're blown away by just seeing this on our computer monitors. And you said you watched it on our TV, but imagine seeing this on an IMAX screen, man, I can't even imagine how cool that's going to be. It's probably going to make a few people dizzy <laughs> as they're watching it. If there's a lot of uh, shots where the Falcon does a lot of flips and turns like that, but geez, yeah, such an awesome moment in the music too. It just cla the classic star Wars main theme kicks in right when you see the Falcon. I mean, if that doesn't bring a smile to your face as a longtime Star Wars fan, geez, I don't know what will, because it just invokes so many cool moments of why you just love Star Wars. Classic music, classic ship in a space, or not a space battle, but a ship battle that looks to be pretty awesome. And I could just, as I'm watching this, I mean, we don't know who's piloting the Falcon right now, but it's hard not to imagine it's Han and Chewie. And like, right, I'm seeing the shot, I could just picture 
the line from A New Hope is Han saying to Chewie, like, Chewie, get us out of here. And he's doing all these <laughs> cool maneuvers and flips in the balcony. That is so darn cool, man. <laughs> just a great way to end the trailer, I thought, with the music, the way it was shot, and just seeing the one of the most classic ships of cinema history, not just Star Wars, just cinema history and science fiction history. It was just really, really cool, man. I, I like... I'm, I'm going to say I couldn't be happier with the way it ended. I probably could be if we got a shot of Luke with a lightsaber, <laughs> like I said, <laughs> I was hoping for. But this is a pretty darn great way to end those uh, tease for Episode Seven. So awesome. Yeah, definitely. I mean, man, like pretty much all the rumors we'd heard about what we might see in the trailer all suggested that the the last shot of the trailer would probably be of the Millennium Falcon. But and we had heard that it might just be flying towards the camera, that it might be in space, you know, shooting some blaster bolts or something. And so, yeah, it was nothing like that gift that came out and was fan made. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And and seeing it you know, flying up high in the sky and then soaring back down towards the ground and flipping over and and just barely, you know, almost grazing the surface of the sand and then flying right at these TIE fighters. I mean, so awesome. And like you said, to see this in IMAX is going to be amazing. Um, and, and, you know, I recognized that pretty quickly after seeing it, I don't know, maybe two or three times or something. Um, I was like, wait, didn't they say, like, there's going to be just one sequence for the film that's going to be shot in IMAX? And they said it's going to be an action scene. And they posted a picture on Twitter of an IMAX camera against the backdrop of a bunch of sand dunes, basically like the exact same landscape that we're seeing in this scene here. Um, and I'm like, oh man, seeing this on an IMAX screen in the IMAX format, which of course is, it's a bigger piece of film and it's, it's a different aspect ratio. So it's not as, uh, as widescreen, I guess you would say as, uh, the, the normal 35 millimeter film that they use. And so, I mean, if you've noticed, like when you see like the dark night or something like that in an IMAX theater, the scenes that are filmed in IMAX suddenly take up more of the screen. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I'm already imagining just watching this trailer on an IMAX screen and, and the whole screen filled up with the Millennium Falcon doing flips in the air. Oh my gosh, that's going to be awesome. And I'm hoping... And maybe if uh, – I don't know if this trailer has has screened in any IMAX screens yet. If any of our listeners out there, if you've happened to see this in an IMAX screen, uh, send us a tweet or something and let me know. Because I'm curious to know, even like in the trailer, did they send out a different version of the trailer to IMAX theaters where just this last shot is actually in the IMAX format and not just the, the regular format? Because, um, I mean, I know we've, we've got some pictures posted on our website that we got from the official uh, Lucasfilm press release um, where they sent out, um, you know, like, a, I don't know, four or five or something screenshots from the trailer. But the, the final screenshot that they have is a screenshot from this scene with the, the Falcon flying right out the TIE fighters. And they, have, they sent us two different versions of the screenshot, and one is... Um, you know, the, the thinner widescreen one, and then one is this full-size IMAX one, which is the one that I went ahead and made a wallpaper out of and is now beautifully displayed on my computer desktop. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm already hoping, like, when The Hobbit movie comes out in a couple of weeks, I'm going to go see that in IMAX. And, uh, I mean, just seeing the Star Wars trailer anyways in a movie theater is going to be amazing. But if we get to see this last shot here in IMAX, it's like, oh, that is going to be awesome. I mean, I know they've shown at least Attack of the Clones, maybe other Star Wars movies in, in IMAX theaters before too when they were released. But as far as I know, George Lucas never actually shot any scenes for any of those movies on IMAX cameras. So yeah, man, I mean, like you said, I'm already just getting super excited thinking about how this is going to look seeing it on a, on a big screen for the first time. 
And the other thing about the shot that we should mention about the Falcon was how we've heard reports about this too, how uh, the satellite dish that was on top of the Falcon is different now since mm-hmm. Lando busted it in Return of the Jedi. <laughs> yeah, that was, it makes perfect sense. Han got a new one. Yeah, it's more rectangular shape. I mean, to me, little stuff like that's not really a big deal. Uh, maybe some people kind of look at it more if they're real like ship uh, techie guys who like that stuff with Star Wars the most. Um, we'll have more of an opinion on it. But uh, for me, it's nothing really too drastic. I mean, it's cool to see something different. Just the fact that they're kind of keeping in continuity with having something different because it did get busted <laughs> at the end of Return of the Jedi. And I just wonder if Han made Lando pay for that <laughs> or if he had to repair it himself. Well, yeah, you know, it's one of those things where, like you said, it's just a nice little way to keep the continuity. And it's one of those things that I wouldn't have necessarily thought of myself ahead of time. You know, as soon as the Falcon flies on screen, I'm not going to be like, oh, wait, where's the radar dish? It shouldn't be there because yeah. it got knocked off, you know. But then, uh, I mean, I did notice that pretty soon. I mean, I don't know if it was the first time I watched it or one of the, the next couple times, but um, I was like, oh, yeah, it's got that different looking radar dish on there, which perfectly makes sense because the old one's not on there anymore. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I love the different ship designs and stuff. I don't know if I'm a super like ship techie guy or anything, but um, I mean, I, I think, yeah, it's not something that I have like a strong opinion on. It's not like, oh, that radar dish looks stupid because obviously the rest of the ship is still the Millennium Falcon. Um, and I think it's pretty cool that it's mostly the same ship, but that it's been 30 years that stuff has happened to it. And so they've had to you know, make a, a little modification here or there. I don't know, maybe maybe Han will have an HD degeric table inside that has more realistic looking <laughs> monsters. I don't know. Um, you know, there, there might be a, a couple other small changes. We know there's a Batmobile on the bottom somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> but, I didn't see that in the trailer. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, for, for the most part, you can definitely tell it's still the money in Falcon and just so cool to see this last shot here of it just, uh, you know, pulling off these, these cool acrobatics and stuff. And I have to wonder like, like where this is going to take place in the movie. And is this going to be the first time that the Falcon makes an appearance? Because how much of a, an awesome grand entrance would that be? Um, I mean, you know, you, you probably would figure, that the first time we see Han and Chewie, maybe the the main characters are going to meet them in a cantina again or something like that. But, um, you know, what if we, we just got, uh, you know, Daisy Ridley and John Boyega doing their thing. And then maybe at some point they're getting chased by Imperials and they're you know, TIE fighters heading straight at them. And they're like, Oh no, what are we going to do? And then suddenly you hear this other engine coming in and they look up and go, Oh, what's that? And then it's just this shot of the Falcon yeah, flipping <laughs> through the air and taking on these TIE fighters. Like I would lose my freaking mind, man. Yeah. That's a moment right there. That's going to get the audience in the theater applauding and cheering. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, now I really hope that's how it plays out. <laughs> that sounds like a really great way to have the Falcon come back. Yeah, and then of course it would cut to you know Han and Chewie in the cockpit, and you know, or maybe Han in the cockpit and Chewie's on the guns, and Han's like, "Chewie, uh, take these guys out," and you know, blasting them and stuff. But oh man, I mean this this teaser did exactly what it was supposed to do. It got us hyped up and oh, yeah. <laughs> showed us a little bit. And you know, I was I was happy with. Uh, I mean, I was more than happy with what we got. On the one hand, I was. Sup- kind of surprised and maybe slightly disappointed that we didn't see um, Han, Luke, or Leia at all. Um, and I think that was one thing that uh, you know pretty much everybody was expecting to see. But um, at the same time, I mean, I had said before how the movie just finished filming. It doesn't come out for over a year. I really was not expecting much. And aside from not showing us, you know, Luke, Han, and Leia, other than that, they showed more than I was expecting. Um 
you know, I, I was thinking maybe we'd get a look at the stormtrooper or maybe the chrome troopers or something, but I wasn't picturing. Um, I mean, it wasn't even an action scene that they showed, but it still it had that feel of like they're about to go into battle. So it wasn't just like stormtroopers walking down the hallway of the star destroyer. It was like, mm-hmm. oh man, what are these stormtroopers about to do? Um, of course, we saw we saw shots of all the main character, the new main characters, as we expected, um, and so we can maybe kind of discern from this that uh, you know the the new main trio of characters for this trilogy is going to be um you know daisy ridley john boyga and oscar isaac which yeah. there there've been some speculation about that before and we knew we we pretty much have known for a long time that uh john boyga and daisy ridley are going to be the two main leads but then sort of the third um i guess you could say the han solo of the trilogy we weren't sure exactly who that was going to be and we thought maybe it was oscar isaac maybe it was adam driver maybe it was dom hall gleason um but i i think just the fact that these three are the only characters whose faces we see in the trailer aside from soccer ball droid um, which I'm not like knocking on the design of the, the droid or anything. I mean, I, I wouldn't say I absolutely love it, but I think it's new and it's interesting and I'll uh, kind of reserve judgment until I see what role it actually plays in the film. But we don't know the name of it. So for now, that's just kind of the easiest thing to call it because it does kind of look like a soccer ball. So, um, yeah, I mean, really the only characters we see in the trailer are, uh, you know, Daisy Ridley, John Boyega, Oscar Isaac and soccer ball droid. And then the back of the villain, um, and but yeah, I mean between the the stormtroopers and the the X wings in flight over the surface of that lake, and the the lightsaber igniting, and of course then this ending shot of the Falcon, which was like, you know, I was expecting to see the Falcon, but I was not expecting this. This was way yeah. cool. And like I said before, it felt like something out of Star Tours. Like every time I watch this trailer. Um, yeah, I feel like I'm on a ride or something as it's like plummeting towards the ground and you're like, Oh, pull up, don't hit the sand dunes. And, um, and, and yeah, like I said, the, the first time I watched it, that X-Wing shot was easily my favorite, but every time I watch it, that Falcon shot grows on me more and more. Um, and then of course, yeah, like you said, we love that lightsaber shot too. And I know for me, the first time I saw that one, I was like, like as soon as he ignited it and we saw the the two things on the side i was like oh man they actually did go for that cross bladed lightsaber but then i was like but you know that actually looks kind of cool it definitely looks cooler than i thought it would look from the concept art so i'm like okay i'll give him a chance with that one i want to see how that plays out on screen because that uh, that definitely looks cooler than i than i gave him credit for at first oh man yeah <laughs> just you said it all right there i'm glad you brought up the point with um John Boyega, Daisy Ridley, and Oscar Isaac, how this trailer is, looks like it's showing us that they're going to be like the next big three or the next three main heroes for this new trilogy. As I was watching the trailer the first few times, I really wasn't thinking about that. I was just thinking how, oh, cool, we're getting introduced to these new characters. We, you know, we don't know their names yet, but <laughs> we're seeing them in this quick shots in this trailer. But then after a while, I'm hearing people talk about it too on like social media and Twitter and all that stuff, how this probably was our first look at the three main new characters in this trilogy like you know what yeah that makes perfect sense they're using this trailer to um slowly introduce us to the new heroes and it's actually the opposite of what i thought this teaser trailer was going to be because i kind of said in our last episode where i was um kind of hoping and expecting too that i would think that disney and lucasfilm the first thing they wanted to do with this trailer was to get us all hyped up for us old school fans in particular i would think and to do that you think they would show us new shots of Han Solo, Luke Skywalker, Prince Leia, Chewbacca, R2, and 3PO, and we didn't get none of that. And while you can say maybe it's a little disappointing, but really, after when you're watching this trailer, you're not really thinking about that. And that just shows you how 
good of a job this did as a nice teaser trailer for a movie that doesn't come out for a whole nother year that is getting us this excited with the quick shots that we got of brand new characters and if we did get those two familiar shots of the x-wings and falcons for like the stuff that we've known before in star wars so it did that but the majority of the trailer is all about introducing the new characters and to get us this pumped up, this excited for it, without having one shot of Han Solo, Luke Skywalker, and Princess Leia, because they're going to be the big draw for pretty much every Star Wars fan this, for this movie. And to have them not be in it, but this be super excited <laughs> to this trailer, it just speaks to how well it did its job as a teaser. So this is a job well done as <laughs> whoever edited this trailer. So far from what we're seeing, J.J. Abrams is doing a great job with Star Wars. And I just another thing about it, too, it, the feel of it. It didn't feel like the prequel trilogy. It didn't feel like the original trilogy. It just felt like the sequel trilogy. It's its own thing, which I'm really happy for because I just love how the prequel trilogy and the original trilogy, while it's all Star Wars, they each have their own unique feel because they're in different time periods or their own different eras and we're entering a brand new era of Star Wars that we haven't seen before. And it has its own unique feel. And I'm not sure if everyone got that, but for me personally, it just, I just had that new feel that this is something different, but it's good. And even despite seeing familiar ships like the Falcon and the X-Wing, kind of like I mentioned before, how certain shots felt different to me. But at the same time, it's good different that it's its own unique thing. So, yeah, <laughs> hard to complain about too much in this trailer. Job well done, guys. <laughs> Whoever edited this in Lucasfilm, Disney, J.J. Abrams. It was just so awesome. And just a great day, really. To, you don't get this too often. We never thought we were going to get this again. The anticipation and the hype for a new Star Wars movie trailer. I mean, half the fun was just waiting yesterday for this trailer to come out. I know one thing I did was just watch every single teaser trailer for a Star No, or not teaser trailer, just every trailer in general for all six Star Wars movies. Just getting more amped up for this <laughs> Force Awakens <laughs> trailer when it came out. And it was just fun. Even though we didn't get it at midnight last night, the anticipation for it was really cool. And seeing the fans wait for it on Twitter. And I know some fans in other podcasts got uh, like a Skype chat going on, which was pretty cool, which unfortunately I wasn't able to be a part of. But Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Actually, uh, Brian Bailey tried to get me invited to that too. And then um, by the time they sent me the invite, it was like a few minutes before we thought the trailer was going to come yeah. out. And I was just so excited reading other stuff and checking out stuff. I, I missed my invite to it. And um, But yeah, I mean, that sounds like it must have been pretty fun. I was also on the uh, – actually, on the Force.net, they posted an article about – um, you know, how we're just waiting up, sitting in front of our computer, pressing the refresh button and waiting for the new Star Wars trailer to come out. And um, just in the course of, you know, maybe a couple hours, me and a whole bunch of other people were posting just a ton of comments under that. And so that was kind of our own little message thread going on there. And, uh, you know, I'm just joking about how many times we were clicking the refresh buttons. And somebody started saying like 99 bottles of beer on the wall. And then I said 98 <laughs> bottles of blue milk and, you know, so uh, we're having some fun over there. But, yeah, I mean, I kind of wish it had dropped at midnight just so that all those people that we were chatting with online, then we could have all watched the trailer together. But um, then to to wake up this morning and, and get it first thing was still pretty awesome. It did make it pretty hard for me to focus at work today. But, um, <laughs> you know, it's it's Black Friday. You know, I wasn't uh, – I was actually the only person there. We weren't our, – our little store wasn't actually open, but I was in there doing some work on some video stuff. So – um, yeah, it wasn't like I had huge deadlines to meet or anything like that, but, um, yeah, th this will be a day long remembered. Yes, um, sure. <laughs> cause I mean, th this is definitely unique among Star Wars teaser trailers because, um, 
and I, I read a whole article about this yesterday. I think it might've been on, on slash film or something like that. I forget what website it was, but they posted this whole long article about why this trailer is so special. And basically yeah, it's funny. because for, um, you know, when, when the prequels were coming out, obviously people were excited about him. And I mean, I still don't know if the anticipation for episode seven, by the time it comes out next year, I, I still don't know if it'll reach the level of star Wars mania that people had for episode one, because it had been longer since, uh, you know, since the original trilogy. And, uh, you know, we, we didn't know until just a couple of years ago that we were going to be getting a sequel trilogy, but people had been waiting for years and years for Lucas to make one, two and three. But at the same time, because of the events of the original trilogy, people kind of knew, uh, you know, had a general idea of what was going to happen in the prequel trilogy. They knew that in The Phantom Menace there was going to be Anakin and Obi-Wan and uh, that you know, Liam Neeson was playing a Jedi and that Darth Maul was the new bad guy and all this kind of stuff. And we really didn't know anything for sure about um, about Episode Seven before this trailer. I mean, obviously, we've, we've heard a lot of rumors and seen a lot of you know, leaked images and stuff like that, but especially for the general public, for people who don't do Star Wars podcasts and listen to Star Wars podcasts and uh, follow all this stuff on the internet as closely as we do. I mean, a lot of other people today, uh, even, you know, people in my family that I was talking to, they're like, you know, they had no idea that there was going to be a, a lightsaber with a cross guard, hand guard, whatever. I still don't know what to call that thing, but I'm just probably going to end up calling it the cross lightsaber. Um, but, uh, <laughs> I heard the Broadsaber. There's actually a Twitter account called the Broadsaber. Oh, okay. Yeah, that kind of makes sense too. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, people were getting their their first look at uh, this this new movie that we really didn't know anything for sure about. Um, and then, I mean, I like too how uh, you know, like like you said, we thought that they would kind of try to play up the nostalgia by showing Han and Luke and Leia, but instead, it was like okay, we're going to show you new hero number one, and then we'll show you new droid character, and then we'll show you the new stormtroopers, and then we'll show you new hero number two, and new hero number three, and the new X-Wing designs, and then we'll give you a, a mysterious little tease of new bad guy with new style of lightsaber. Um, are you excited yet? Okay, fine. Here's some <laughs> classic Star Wars. Millennium Falcon doing a barrel roll. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I thought that was just a great way to build up the anticipation, a, a huge payoff there at the end, uh, with that, with that shot with the Falcon, great music too. Um, I mean, it, it actually took me a couple times to catch this because I was just so focused on the visuals, but there, there is some new John Williams music in here yeah. that, uh, I don't know if it's just for the trailer or if it's part of what we'll actually hear in episode seven, but for the first half of the trailer where you're hearing the voiceover and seeing some of the more, uh, dark and ominous shots. There's some, there's some subtle, but, uh, definitely appropriately dark and ominous music that goes along with that. And if you stop and listen to it, it's like, Oh yeah, we haven't heard that before that that's new, but it sounds like John Williams and it sounds like star Wars music. Um, and then of course, after that, that shot of the lightsaber fades out, the music fades out too. And then, like you said, just that, that blaring triumphant main star Wars theme comes in as the Falcon is doing its flips through the air and, Oh, so good. I'm going to go watch this a couple more times on my TV after we finish recording. Yes. <laughs> Same here. Well, at least on my desktop computer and my phone. <laughs> oh, man. I actually have it open right now on YouTube. I'm looking at it. You know how YouTube has the thumbs up and the thumbs down? There's 1,931 thumbs down. I'm like, what? How can that many people not like this? <laughs> yeah, but haters going to hate. 
unfortunately. Yeah, and, and when you compare it to the number of people who like it, um, you know, obviously, I'm, I'm, I have to say I'm happy with the, the reaction to this um, because I, I've heard a few nitpicks from people, but for the most part, the reaction seems ranging from, you know, generally positive to ecstatic. Um, yeah. and I've seen, I've seen a few negative comments on, on some, uh, comment sections on articles and on Twitter and stuff like that. But among my, you know, especially like on Facebook with all my friends and people that I actually know, like everybody who I know has seen this so far has been really excited about it. So, um, you know, definitely a, a great first look at some stuff. Um, and, uh, yeah, man, I can't wait till we see more. It's going to be a long year now, now that we've got this, this small little tease and we probably won't see anything else until April of next year at Celebration Anaheim. But, um, I am definitely glad that we got this first look and that we got to see, you know, even more than we expected to. Yeah, that's a good point too. More than you and me for sure thought we were going to get. And, uh, we were speculating what the trailer might be. And I think it, not only met expectations, but probably exceeded them with what we saw. I mean, just enough not to reveal pretty much anything about the plot, but enough to get us excited about uh, this new era of Star Wars that we're about to enter. Just so cool. And yeah, just can't wait now for Celebration when we probably either going to get a second trailer or just uh, some new footage at least. And it's going to be awesome. It's only a few months away too, so we don't have that long. <laughs> we waited this long for a trailer since we had the announcement, so... The months uh, should go by pretty fast till April of 2015. And see, I can't imagine what we're going to see next. This is just the tip of the iceberg. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Which makes you think, like, as excited as we are now, on the one hand, you know, there's nothing quite like seeing the, the very first teaser for the very first time. But at the same time, it's like, if we can get this excited for 88 seconds, imagine when we get, like, a two-and-a-half-minute trailer with... Luke and Han and Leia and, uh, you know, even more new vehicles and weapons and ships and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And actual dialogue from characters too. Instead of just yeah. Few lines of narration. Man. <laughs> yeah. Maybe even, you know, maybe they'll throw us a bone and, and finally reveal the character names so that we'll stop having to, to talk so much and wear ourselves out by saying like this new rumor about Daisy Ridley's character, it would yeah. be so much easier to just say Kira if that's the actual name of the character. I know. Well, pretty soon, their real names in the movie are going to sound strange. We're just used to calling them like John Boyega, Daisy Ridley. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, oh, oh, yeah, that's not their character names. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The new Sith Lord is going to be Darth Adam Driver. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh, I'm hoping those get released or revealed before Celebration Anaheim. We get either a new trailer or new footage. I'm hoping that's the next on Lucasfilm's uh, announcement list for The Force Awakens. We got the trailer. Now let's get some character names at least. Yeah. I don't know, maybe, well, I was going to say maybe that could be like a Christmas present or they could release it on the first day of the new year because it's going to be the year the movie actually comes out. But then I'm like, I wonder if they'll uh, you know, announce or reveal anything else on December 18th, which is you know exactly a year before the next movie comes out. That would be pretty cool. Yeah, because that's what I thought we were going to get the trailer. If like this, that would be like an officially a year out mm -hmm. uh, trailer, but we got it earlier. So, but I'm not going to complain about that. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean we got it over Thanksgiving weekend, and it gives us one more thing to definitely be thankful for. Yeah, when you were mentioning how pretty much got positive reactions from uh, people online, and of course I put the question out on Twitter and Facebook, um, not really asking for like about the trailer, but just what what was people's favorite shot because. It's really hard to pick one, and you and me had some different ones. So we got some good responses, but there's one sequence that kind of stood out <laughs> for the rest of those people's favorite. On uh, Facebook, we got some comments from uh, 
Kristoff Keatsman, who says, surprisingly, the girl in the speeder, I think I've been spending too much time on Tatooine in Star Wars The Old Republic. I want that speeder in-game. Oh, I, I feel your pain. Yeah, I bet it's pretty safe to say we'll be seeing either that speeder or something like it in some upcoming games, maybe Battlefront. <laughs> you never Possibly. Know. But, uh, yeah, that, that would be cool to have in The Old Republic. And, yeah, I mean, for, for those of you who haven't played that game, or for those of you who have, like, I'm sure you know that uh, you definitely need a speeder on Tatooine. Um, because like Tatooine and Hoth are are two planets that I always hear people complaining about because they're big and vast and empty. And, you know, you'll, you'll just be running along and be like, Hey, look, more sand and more sand and more sand. Am I there yet? Nope. More sand. Um, and it just takes a long time to get places and there's like nothing to to look at. But, um, yeah, I mean, this, that would be pretty cool though. if, If they, uh, made some stuff in the Old Republic based on some of these designs. I mean, you can't ride a Bantha or a Tauntaun in the game to help we go a little faster. <laughs> oh, you can. Well, I mean, you, you can ride speeders too, but uh, yeah, they, then they started adding some animal mounts and stuff in there. And so now they have Banthas and Tauntauns and Varactyls, which are the uh, like the lizards that Obi-Wan rides on on Episode 3. Okay. Um, I've actually got a couple of characters with those. Those are pretty cool. But the Tauntaun was the first one that they released. And... Uh, it was weird because the first time I ever saw someone on a Tauntaun in a game, it was on Tatooine, and I was just like, that just does not look right. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I can't imagine that looking pretty normal, more awkward, if anything. <laughs> well, maybe that Speedo will be part of the Force Awakens DLC package uh, in next Christmas. Possibly. <laughs> They're about to come out with the uh, the Shadow of Revan expansion launches next week, uh, which I'm excited for. I've got it pre-ordered. Actually, I think it officially launches on like December 9th, but it comes out this Tuesday for people who've pre-ordered it, like me. So, um, yeah, I'm gonna. For if you pre-ordered it, they they gave you like an experience bonus, so you could get your characters up to max level faster before the uh, before the expansion comes out. So I'm gonna try to get a couple more of my characters up to max level before Tuesday, and that expansion comes out. And of course, I love Revan, so I'm excited for that. But yeah, who knows? Maybe maybe the next big expansion will have something to do with uh, some stuff that we see in the Force Awakens. Yeah, I'm sure it's inevitable. That's for sure. <laughs> There's going to be some type of tie-in. But uh, well, I, I mean, it's not officially considered canon, so they don't have to tie it in. But well, not necessarily for Knights of the Republic, but you'll probably see Force Awakens stuff making their way in whatever Star Wars games are coming out. <laughs> like, oh yeah, absolutely. But um, it, comments continue from Brian V. Klein, who says, "All were awesome, but the X-wings flying over water was incredible." Yep. And then Jason Morgan says, "I'm kind of digging the red lightsaber part." Oh, and those mad piloting skills with the Falcon. Nice. I'm stoked to see it. And then Michael Cohen from the Rebels podcast uh, just posted an image of the soccer ball droid. as <laughs> his favorite thing from the trailer. And uh, we got another message from Martin Alman. He says, I jumped at Boyega popping out, and I don't think I was ever expecting that. I loved it all. JJ has some very Spielbergian <laughs> uh, shots in here, and I'm very excited about that. The energy of the camera pushing on Daisy's face and the Falcon doing the flip while the camera has a handheld quality was also nice. So, yeah, I think I liked it all. <laughs> and then uh, Walter uh, just says, um, all. <laughs> and then we got two images sent from Justin Barney, who put the, the Oscar Isaac in the X-Wing cockpit and the shot, the classic shot now <laughs> of the three X-Wings flying over the water. So then we got some uh, Twitter responses. We got one from Singh who says, uh, the Trinity of X-Wing fighters in one shot skimmering the water. Vladimir Jacek says, X-Wings flying just above the water. It was epic. 
Eric Stevens as John Boyega made me think, uh, what the heck is going to happen? And then on Cool Whip Special says the whole effing thing. <laughs> then we got uh, Brian who says the X-Wings flying solo and the barrel roll from the Falcon close to the ground. I simply just screamed. <laughs> and then we got another Brian who says the Sith with the new lightsaber. Simply amazing trailer. And then we got from Tom McClellan who says the villain with the new lightsaber. So many questions. So it looks like... Two shots most people are excited about was the X-Wing. I think that's number one. Those three X-Wing shots is so cool. And then just the new Sith villain with the lightsaber. I mean, it's hard not to be intrigued and just wonder what's gonna what's up with that character and that lightsaber. But I will say, I wish that there was a little more Stormtrooper love <laughs> from uh, our followers on Facebook. Uh, no, everybody friends. agrees with me with the X-Wings. Those yeah. were awesome. <laughs> Come on, guys. Stormtroopers need a little more love here. <laughs> Well, you know, I'm sure they'll get some love uh, once we actually, uh, you know, see see the movie and see them in action and see if they actually live up to to your hopes for them and see if they actually can kick some butt and not just uh, miss everything this time around. But as of right now, we still haven't seen a whole lot from them, so I don't think everyone else shares your optimistic appraisal of the situation. Yes, <laughs> and probably if they don't uh, do what I'm expecting, they're just the same old Stormtroopers who can't hit anything, then I won't show them love either. I'll just go back to just wishing the clones were still around. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, I mean, I, I do have a good feeling about them from the trailer. I, I think, uh, and, you know, I, I think J.J. Abrams, being a fan of the original trilogy, knows that people probably don't want to see the uh, supposedly the Empire's legion of his best troops, uh, you know, getting wiped out by small primitive teddy bear looking guys again so um yeah i think uh at least from what what those images in the trailer are hinting at i think they're going to cause some damage yeah i'm hoping really hoping <laughs> but uh thanks everyone for responding to our questions glad you gave pretty much almost everyone had positive response to the trailers and uh had some different uh, opinions on what their favorite shots were so we always appreciate your response, and it's just fun to interact with our listeners and just followers on Twitter and Facebook and all that. So thanks a lot for responding. Yeah, thank you guys very much. And, you know, I'm, listening, I'm looking at uh, Justin's picture again of uh, the shot of Oscar Isaac in the cockpit, and I'm like, you know, I, I could maybe see why you think this doesn't quite look like Star Wars, and it's because he's in an X-Wing and we don't see black and stars in the background. Yeah, that's true but, too. Yeah, yeah, it's like clouds and then water spray. Yeah, because we have. But I, I think the the, the camera know. angle might also be just a little bit lower than what we're used to seeing. But I still just oh man, just seeing that shot from inside the cockpit as he's like reaching for the controls and he's got the helmet on and everything. I was like, yes, X wings. You can't see an R two unit or any uh, astromech droid behind there yet. Maybe just in the shot you can't see it, but you can usually see one of those droids from the in the background when you're looking at an X-Wing pilot in the mm-hmm. cockpit. Well, and again, because like I said, I think because the camera angle might be a little bit lower than what we're used to. Yeah. It just might be, uh, if there is an astromech droid in there, it's probably just obscured in this shot. Or it could be, fit... Oh, what? I was going to say, I wonder if they're going to try to fit the soccer ball droid in any of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. I mean, I'll, I'm still interested to see what, what function that droid's actually going to serve. But uh, also, I mean, because of the design of these new X-Wings, they could have sort of relocated the astromech slot, too. Yeah, that's true. Ah, just, <laughs> man, it's just been so much fun talking about this trailer. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I mean, we've been going on for an hour and a half about a minute and a half long trailer. but Yeah, without um, barely any dialogue. <laughs> oh, yeah. Speculate on. Uh, just well, so I mean, we weren't expecting much dialogue anyways, but... 
you know, just uh, because it's our, our first look at uh, at new Star Wars, of course, there's still so much to talk about and so much that it reminds us of and so many new questions that it brings up. And, uh, man, it's just been so much fun. I wish there was a new Star Wars trailer every day. But yeah. <laughs> unfortunately, we, we probably won't have this kind of same experience again until next year when well i'm thinking when the movie comes out but then also when we get to see the first trailer for uh the the spin-off movie that's going to be coming out in 2016 and of course at this point i'm realizing like oh well if they release this trailer like a, a year and a month before uh you know episode 7 comes out when we get the first trailer for the spin-off movie it'll probably just be attached to episode 7 yeah <laughs> um which I mean, on the one hand, it'll be awesome. At the same time, it might be a little disappointing just because it'll be two awesome experiences that will just kind of, you know, roll into one night. Um, we won't get to have that, that one extra day of, you know, okay, this night's for the movie premiere, and then this night we'll get to have, you know, awesome Star Wars reactions all over again, seeing a new trailer. But um, at the same time, just, you know, if they, they want to pile as much Star Wars goodness onto that one night as possible, I'll be like, yeah, bring it on. Exactly, yeah feel the same way maybe they can even put it at the end of the episode when episode seven's over <laughs> yeah possibly just like in uh i think it was in the first captain america movie at the instead of an end yeah. credits teaser uh, instead of like an end credits easter egg scene they had the first teaser for the avengers that's right yeah so yeah they could do something like that or um but yeah man that that's just gonna be so cool it is definitely gonna be an awesome year ahead um, and I feel like with this trailer, now that we've actually seen uh, our first glimpse at some of this stuff that we've been talking about and speculating about for so long, it really does feel like we've taken our first step into a larger world. Yeah, it sure does. It, it really, really does. It's almost kind of hard to believe in a way yeah. when we first started this podcast talking about just the idea of how we never thought we were going to get a new Star Wars movie and have it be set after Return of the Jedi with the original trilogy actors returning for it and now we're actually seeing footage of it it's just almost kind of hard to believe and surreal in a way almost can't believe it's actually happening <laughs> it's so cool and like i said these type of moments in the trailers they don't come too often that's why these days this may sound corny but they really are special as diehard star wars fans i mean i remember every prequel trailer trailer where i was at what i was doing that day and i'm definitely going to remember this one and this one probably even more special because I'm interacting with more Star Wars fans now through social media and with this podcast, talking to you about it, which was something I never really got to do with the prequels. Uh, I mean, I got to talk to like my two brothers who are big Star Wars fans and a couple of friends, but never to this wide scale of Star Wars fans that I'm interacting with on social media and through this podcast. So it was just really cool and just going to get better from here on out. Just kind of reaffirming that this is the first step into this new era of Star Wars and it's going to be so much fun. And this is, we're just doing this for the trailer. And I can't wait till we actually see the movie and just how much we're going to talk about with that. So the fun has just begun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I can echo all those same sentiments, except, I mean, I was only a kid when the prequels came out. So I got excited seeing all those trailers for the first time, but I wasn't even really aware of sort of how big the star Wars fan community was and just sort of all the, the huge amount of hype and everything going on around it. So now to be able to, to be a part of that and to fully appreciate it is really cool. And I'm glad that we get more star Wars movies so I can, uh, you know, be, be a part of this from a different perspective. I mean, obviously I was not doing podcasts as an eight year old when uh, the Phantom <laughs> Menace came out or even as a 14 year old when Revenge of the Sith came out, but, um, you know, to, to be able to experience a different side of this now and to, you know, just, 
get as hyped and excited for it as we do. I mean, it's awesome because we, we know more about it. We sort of, like you said, interact with other fans more. And, you know, we, we obviously have a, a different perspective on this than we did when we were younger, but at the same time, watching a, a trailer for a new star Wars movie, no matter how old I am, it's always going to make me just as excited as it did when I was you know, eight years old, watching that yeah. Phantom Menace trailer for the first time. So it, uh, you know, it brings out that inner giddy, excited kid in all of us. I know you and me were texting each other last night when we were it was like 1130 or so to say how excited we were. Like, man, we're just like up and like can't sit down. We're pacing, waiting for this trailer to, hop on and I was like yeah I think I'm actually shaking <laughs> I'm just so excited to see this thing so. oh yeah no I reached a point last night I think it was about well because they, they were saying that the trailer might hit the, the iTunes trailer website at uh, midnight Pacific time which I'm in Arizona and we don't do daylight savings time so half the year we are on Pacific time half the time we aren't and it kind of gets confusing sometimes but uh, we're not on Pacific time right now so it was one o'clock in the morning here and you know I'm I'm commenting on on uh, you know websites and twitter and stuff and watching the clock and it's like 12:51 and suddenly i was just like holy crap it's really close and we don't even know if it's coming out tonight yeah. but it could be and if it is it's like minutes away and i don't know what i'm about to see but i know i'm about to see star wars i i was like rocking back and forth in my seat and my legs were shaking and I like couldn't even sit still. And then of course, you know, we ended up not even getting the trailer last night and but it was still fun just yeah. getting that hyped up about it. Yeah, it sure was. And we still it wasn't all bad because we knew it was either gonna come not too long, like or pretty early the next day. So it wasn't like oh, a yeah. total disappointment, like, oh we're not getting anything for a while. But yeah, yeah it was just so cool to experience that excitement again. Just that. Yeah, and this I'm just glad I got to watch it like three or four times before I went to work this morning, that it was up early enough that I could do that and that I didn't have to be, you know, going through the workday trying to focus on work and not just be sitting there checking to see if the Star Wars trailer was yeah. up yet every five minutes or so, um, even though I still did watch it a couple more times at work. But I got some stuff done, too, so you know, it was all good. <laughs> of course. <okay>. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's just been such an awesome, <laughs> fun 24 hours, you know, looking forward to the release of this thing and then finally getting to see it. And what a perfect way to have our, our 50th episode of our podcast. Um, yes. I and mean, we, we can say this is like our unofficial two year anniversary podcast too, because we started in uh, November 2nd of 2012 was when we posted our first episode um, just shortly after the announcement that uh, that there was going to be an episode seven and that Disney had purchased Lucasfilm and all this big stuff. And I mean, when we think back on all the stuff that's happened over the past two years, I mean, th there's been ups and downs and a lot of stuff that we didn't expect and a lot of stuff that, uh, that we were looking forward to. But um, I mean, to be here almost exactly two years later on our 50th episode, talking about our first look uh, you know, and on our first official confirmation of stuff that's going to be in this movie that we've just been speculating about and, and reporting rumors and all this kind of stuff for the past two years. It's uh, pretty awesome and, and a pretty cool milestone to that, you know, that the, the numbering just happened to work out for this. And I'm glad we did that. You know, we did our 49th episode earlier in the week, too, so we could clear all the rumors and stuff out of the way, because we're now almost at a two hour podcast just talking about this short little trailer. So it's it's good we didn't have any other. Uh, you know, rumors and stuff to discuss because otherwise, uh, I don't know, we, we'd be approaching like 
uh, baseball game length status <laughs> right now. But Yankees, um, Red Sox, extra inning games is like five hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. We're uh, we're just avoiding going to extra innings here. Yeah, <laughs> it was a nice clean game. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's that's gonna do it for for this episode. Just about. I mean, Tim, do you have any last thoughts you wanted to add? No, I'm just gonna echo what I said before. Just a really, really fun day. Just a great time to be a Star Wars fan. This was exactly what I was hoping for when Episode Seven got announced. Days like this, of course, the big day is when we see the movie. But really, first trailer day is really almost as exciting because it's our first look at the movie, and it was just really awesome interacting with fans, seeing the trailer, doing the podcast. Just yeah, couldn't be happier as a Star Wars fan. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely our, our biggest day of excitement so far. I and mean, we had the initial announcement, and then we had the, uh, I mean, the announcement that J.J. Abrams was directing, and the the official cast announcement, and some of the other stuff. Like when we uh, we've gotten leaked concept art or, or uh, set images or things like that, um, that kind of get get us excited and give us these little glimpses at what it might be like. But then seeing the first footage uh, on screen, it's just like. It's, you know it, it just can't re- compare to it <laughs> yeah yeah and it just reaffirms even more sort of that surreal feeling of wow there's gonna be more star wars yeah um, and and from what we've seen so far it looks really good obviously yeah. we have you know we, we can't judge the acting or the story or anything like that by by this trailer so i'm not gonna go out on a limb and say this is gonna be the best movie of all time or anything like that because you see awesome trailers all the time for uh movies that turn out to not be that great but um, there, there's always something special about Star Wars and hearing that John Williams music and seeing the Millennium Falcon and everything, uh, all that kind of stuff. To to quote no one in Star Wars ever, I have a good feeling about this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, nice. That's a perfect way to sum it up, yes. <laughs> yeah, and, and like you said, just a, a great time to be a Star Wars fan. It's, it's fun and exciting, and it's only going to get better from here. So uh, thank you guys for tuning in. It's been a fun episode. We hope you've enjoyed it as much as we have, and we hope you've enjoyed uh, watching and re-watching the trailer for The Force Awakens as much as we have. Um, we will be back with another new episode once we get some more rumors and news and stuff to talk about. Who knows when that'll be? Um, you know, like we said, maybe they'll, they'll announce something on the 18th, you know, for the, the one-year remaining anniversary uh, before the movie officially gets released. But, I mean, it'll be interesting to see from now on, like, now that we've got our first glimpse, I'm like, I wonder if the the rumor mill is going to kind of quiet down because people won't be so rabid for information because we actually finally have something official or if this is just going to fuel the fire and everybody's going to be like, I want more. Um, (laughs) But it's going to be that, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, regardless... You know, we'll we'll obviously keep reporting on stuff as it happens, um, and just continue to uh, to look forward to this movie coming out, and uh, just get excited as the saga continues. Um, so again, thank you guys for listening. Uh, you can uh, check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash Star Wars The Saga Continues, uh, twitter.com at Star Wars TSC uh, to get in touch with us. And, uh, you know, of course, leading up to any more potential spoilers, uh, not spoilers, trailers and uh, announcements and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, hopefully we'll get to interact with some more of you just like we did for this one. Um, and, you know, it's always fun to talk to other Star Wars fans and get people's reactions about this kind of stuff. 
and even just you know general uh, you know general Star Wars stuff and, and thoughts on just some of the smaller rumors and anything. If you want to send us comments, questions, thoughts, any stuff like that, uh, you can find us there on social media. You can check out our website StarWarsTSC.com to find all the latest news and rumors and all that stuff as we post it. Um, and if you want to send us email again with, uh, you know, thoughts, questions, feedback, general star Wars discussion, any of that good stuff, uh, you can send us email at star Wars TSC at gmail.com. And, uh, we always love hearing from you guys and getting you involved in our star Wars discussions that we love having on here. So, uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, it's been a great 50 episodes of the podcast and here's to 50 more and beyond. Uh, we will see you next time and may the force be with you. See you next time, everybody. Thank you.